Welcome to CareerPod, brought to you by Transition Solutions. Your host for today's episode is a member of the CareerPod team, Mr. Gary Walrap. Today we are speaking with Gail Samaha, the founder and principal consultant at GMS Advisors. Gail, welcome to CareerPod. We appreciate your participation. Thank you, Gary, for having me today. Okay, I'd like to get started. Uh, if you could briefly tell us a little bit about your your early life uh, and your educational preparation. So, um, I took a non-traditional route. Um, I uh, started my career as an administrative uh, assistant in a Fortune 500 company and worked my way up um, into a management position um, over the course of 15 years. Um, I realized um, after that that I really wanted to go back to school. Um, so sure. I went to, went to Simmons and was invited into their MBA program because of my extensive work experience. Um, and I was able to secure um, an internship that allowed me to conduct a business operation analysis um, for a VP of sales in a major company. Um, and it gave me a lot of insight of what I like to do and what I was good at. So after graduation, um, I pursued two corporate positions only because it was familiar and it was what um, uh, I was comfortable with. But it was shortly thereafter I realized that I didn't want to do this long term. Um, so I hired a career coach to see um, what I wanted to do long term. And uh, she gave me a perfect day exercise to do, and it was during that exercise I realized it was um, consulting that I wanted to do. I wanted to work um, solving problems uh, for individuals, for companies. Um, so I launched my management consulting firm um, in 1995. Okay. Uh, so that's how I got started in the consulting arena. Now, uh, you, I know you specialize uh, in uh, elder advising. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that transition? Yes. Um, in 1996, my life changed. Uh, it was when I got news that my father um, had a major um, decline in his health. And sure. it was then that I had to navigate a lot of resources for him and also for my mom um, 200 miles away. Um, it was over a course of two years that I was really getting familiar with the, um, uh, the medical resources, um, hospice, all of that. And after sure. we lost dad, um, mom was showing some decline. And it was also during that period that I was extending um, the resources that mom needed. Uh, okay. So what I was doing was putting a team together for mom because I was 200 miles away and I wanted to be sure that we had the, the necessary resources uh, in place. Um, so we were able to um, uh, have her stay at home and be safe and be healthy at the same time. Sure. Now, Gail, uh you had indicated that you put a team together. Uh, mm -hmm. So I guess one could say you were the quarterback. 
because you pulled in a number of specialists uh, in the elder care arena. Could you just describe the types of um, experts uh, and resources that you pulled in? Exactly. Um, I do have a website. I uh, would suggest um, visiting that website because I use a model of elder care planning. My, my vision for, for this when I first started was to um, help people put a plan in place before emergency situations arose. Okay. Um, and, and those areas included um, health assessments, you know, being able to understand, you know, what are the questions to ask um, a doctor when you assist a loved one to a, um, a medical appointment, home health care um, uh, options, living options, financial, looking at, you know, um, uh, what is the financial situation? You know, do we need to bring an advisor in place? Legal, okay. um, elder, elder law attorneys, what are the necessary documents that uh, we need to have in place? And then also the family and support, um, whether it be, you know, family, neighbors, church, um, uh, knowing that they would support there, especially if you're at a distance. Sure. So as a principal consultant, uh you would oversee uh, and you would uh, pull those resources in. Uh, mm -hmm. Gail, I just want to circle back for one second. Um, you indicated that uh, GMS uh, Advising uh, has a website. Could you uh, tell uh, CareerPod listeners the, the website address? Yes, it's G as in Gail, M as in Mary, S as in Sam, A-S-S-O-C dot com. So uh, in terms of uh, marketing, let's say, and you know, developing uh, new elder care clients, how have you done that? I did a lot of networking. Um, people that I know um, were in the field already. I would sure. start connecting with them and then asking them for a contact after that. Um, network groups, there's um, the, the the, the senior service network throughout um, the area. Uh, so I connected with them, and that's where I started meeting um, a lot of uh, professionals in the field, whether it be legal, financial, um, uh, living options, home, you know, uh, nursing homes, assisted living. So I was building up my uh, referral source there. Now, the family uh, is usually a, a key part of... Uh your activity. Uh, could you uh, describe that a little bit, uh, how the family gets involved and essentially will um, hire you? Right. Um, what I do when I when someone contacts me initially is I right. do a complimentary consult over the phone and we see whether or not that there is a fit and uh, how I can help them. Okay. And once they, they say, yes, we need your help, that's if they're, um, if they're in town or in the area, I should say, um, I will visit them and I will do an on-site um, assessment. And I'll use my model of the, the six different areas that I just mentioned and yes. see where they're at. And that's how I start the process with them. Um, sure. and, and then uh, I prioritize. Now, the uh, 
the process goes forward. Um, mm-hmm. And how long is your um, your 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 clientivity? Does it uh, go on for a few months? Does it go can go on after that? How does that work? It varies. Uh, some people just need me for a couple of weeks just to get, you know, right. um, some some resources, and, and they're pretty much done. There are some clients that have had me on board for two years. Uh, okay. You know, it's, it, it varies depending on what their needs are, especially if someone is long distance. If the family is long distance and I'm here with their loved one, then it, um, I act um, more as an advocate. Um, I'm I'm seeing that person more frequently. Um, so, like I said, it just varies from client to client. Sure. Now, Gail, uh, this can be full-time or part-time consulting. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Because okay. I, I also have a business consulting um, practice that I first started. So um, I, I do both. Sure. You you know a little bit about entrepreneurship, I would say. <laughs> starting starting your own business and being very successful for all these years. Uh, for the listener uh, who may be considering, uh, you know, elder care uh, work, uh, I I would think that for this level of consulting and the level of education and experience and sensitivity one needs to be successful. Uh, that uh, you, you know, one would probably be able to get an hourly rate of seventy-five to one hundred and fifty dollars, right? depending. Is that right. the ballpark that you're 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 dealing with? Yeah. Okay. That's that's good. I mean, uh, you'd also, uh, as a small consulting firm, you would have uh, need for some benefits, and and all that can be purchased on the open marketplace. Uh, and uh, you pretty much control your own schedule, which is nice. Uh, you right. uh, the uh, the the issue of um, emerging technologies uh, as your business has grown, uh, have you been moving more and more to sort of online support? Just recently, um, I have been geared with the COVID. Um, I had a client. Uh, that I transferred from a rehab down here on the South Shore through right. uh, long-term care. And unfortunately, I couldn't see him on site, so I started FaceTiming him. Um, so oh, I would do that, yes. And then I would um, either FaceTime or phone the family for an update. Okay. So you you initially uh, speak to the, the family. Uh, I would assume you have some kind of a contractual arrangement with them right and you know what comes to my mind is uh, the uh, sensitivity uh, and uh, tact that this type of work requires uh, you're dealing with uh, you know the children of uh, you know usually very successful children uh, and uh, you're making some decisions uh, let me just go over one specific that comes into my mind Let's say the client is uh, at a, uh, a, you know, the the living uh, support living type of facility, uh, and uh, the client is declining, and you know, you you can see that they're probably ready for a nursing home. 
you know, uh, rather than assisted living. So uh, how would you sort of convey that to the family? It's a matter of, of keeping the family updated weekly. So the family, it's no surprise by the time that we decided that um, the loved one needs to be um, placed in another living option. Because um, sure. so, we've had those conversations along the way. So it's preparing the family that, you know, here are some of the areas that we need to look at. When this starts happening, we need to start thinking about long-term. And usually they're in agreement. It's, it's very hard to come to that point. Um, but in the meantime, I'm just starting to put the bug in their ear, if you will, and then sure. also having some ideas of who, where I think they would they would um, prefer placement. So I have, you know, a plan for them in place when they're ready. Mm-hmm. You're like mm-hmm. a second pair of ear, ears and eyes, aren't you? That's exactly right, right. Yeah. Well, um, I wanted to uh, get a sense of uh, the satisfaction you get from this type of work. Uh, what would that be? Um, there's a lot. There's, okay. um, it really is. And it's, it's helping a family that feels so overwhelmed when they come to me initially and they are just at their wits end. You know, they're trying yeah. to balance their own family, their, their, you know, their aging parent. Um, right. And being able to sort it out for them and to be able to, you know, help them come up with a plan. So it gives them some peace of mind at night. And that's what helped me sleep at night, you know, when I was going through this, is that I had a plan and the resources were in place just in case. It's what I call managing the what-ifs. Okay. Uh, Yeah, there there can be what-ifs along the way. And you're prepared prepared for those. Exactly. Um, Just yesterday I was at, unfortunately, and this this is, you know, the frustrating part of the job is when I lose a client that's been with me yes. for a couple of years. And I had two sisters that were in the family home for uh, for 62 years, and it was time that they moved out of there into an assisted living. And it took me a while to get them placed, but we placed them um, in a lovely uh, assisted living. And unfortunately, one of the uh, the sisters passed, and was she was they were able to have a funeral service for her yesterday, a graveside okay. service. And one of the friends that I had met along the way came up to me, and I didn't recognize she had a mask on, and <laughs> okay. she said, "It's Jane." I said, "Oh my God, it's Jane, the the, the very dear friend of theirs." And yeah. she said, "I just want to tell you, you know, how happy they are, and I'm just so glad that." You know, you were able to place them in a um, in a community where they really enjoy it, and that to me just gave me so much satisfaction that I had such an impact on a person's life, especially at the end of their life, um, and that they enjoyed um, where they lived, um, yes. and how grateful the family is. Okay, uh, I I wanted to uh, you know get back to the uh, the core objectives of uh, our programming career pod, and that is to provide really um, good information uh, about a particular field. In this case, it's elder services. So what would you uh, convey 
as important pieces of advice uh, if you were to speak to others who are considering this field? You need to really research um, the different options in the, in, in the field. I would encourage people to visit the website for the geriatric care management. Okay. Uh, the, it's, it's, the acronym is GCM. Okay. And there's also certification that someone is able to go through. Um, network with people in the field. You know, okay. just see if this is a population that you want to work with. Now, you said there's a certification. Uh, what's mm -hmm. the specific name of that certification, Gail? Well, it's the Geriatric Care Manager. Uh, there's a national website. I think it's the National Geriatric Care Management website. Yes. So you've come up through the consulting side, not the, not the medical side. Um, right. And uh, have had great success. Uh, I would think that someone who uh, has a medical background, even someone like a nurse or a practitioner of some kind, could, could really uh, transfer those skills into this type of field as well. Exactly, exactly. And, and also, you know, in the social work arena too. Okay, sure. Well, to me, uh, to do this type of helping work, uh, uh, I, I think it's important that, you know, the personality and the empathy is there uh, to really enjoy and be successful at this work. Most definitely. Um, and also to be able to listen, you know, to listen sure. what what their wishes are, you know, and to honor them, you know, that's what's really important there. You're you're there to help them, you know, to stay safe, um, to stay as healthy as they can, and to advocate for them. Yes, uh, while you have many resources uh, in your initial consult, uh, you may just want to leave an open-ended and ask them what's most important to them. You know, where do you want my my advice and my support? Right. That's exactly right. Those questions are so important, Gary, what yeah. to ask and then to listen because what was important to me when I was going through my own personal experience with my right. parents was to honor their wishes. And that's the most important thing that a family can do for a loved one. Um, as a matter of fact, um, just, uh, just about a year or two ago, um, husband called me. Um, the, his wife uh, was starting to deteriorate, was in a rehab. So I started with her. Unfortunately, we lost her very quickly, and then I stayed with him two years later. Uh, right. I, I wanted to ask you, uh, Gail, uh, being in such a, uh, you know, uh, very, very personal uh you know, field, helping field. Uh, have you had any exciting, interesting uh, stories that you'd like to share? Well, I have a personal story that's, to me, very heartwarming. Okay. Um, if anyone has been through this with, with um, helping their, their loved one, one of the most biggest challenges in the field is getting, is securing good home care help. Uh, bringing people into the home to support your loved one. Um, I had that experience with my mom when she started uh, needing extra help in the home. And I uh, was able to uh, find an agency uh, through a referral 
um, and interviewed them. And this is where my interviewing skills came in handy, too, and yeah. also the questions that needed to be asked. Um, and we found a woman who treated my mother like um, it was her own. And uh-huh. sure. She, yeah, I mean, she was contracted to work, you know, a few hours in the morning, but my neighbor next door to my mother used to see her coming in at night and bringing her her dinners, you know, and not even telling me about it. Um, And then once my mom was in a nursing home and I was ready to sell the house, um, her and her husband approached me and said, can we be the first people, you know, to to be considered buying the house? And I said, of course. So we made it work. They're living in my parents' home. Um, and it's just just very heartwarming when I go back to Connecticut um, and I see the house that I was raised in. Um, they found an old picture of my parents um, when they first um, when they got married in the basement, and they they cleaned it up and framed it, and they have it in a guest room. And um, oh boy. Yeah, so there's like, and they've always offered the guest room to me. I've stayed with them a couple of times. Um, so it was a nice way of honoring my parents' memory. Sure. Um, the uh, the idea of bringing support and help into the home, uh, mm-hmm. is that is that the trend rather than having the person going into a nursing home? I'm, I'm sensing that I'm hearing a lot more about that type of support. Is, is that true? Yes. Um, that My main goal um, if, if it's possible, is to keep the loved one at home as much as possible. We call it aging in place. Sure. Um, but, but you need resources in place to make that happen and to be safe. Um, it's very hard, though. It's very frustrating because you have to have someone, whether it be me or a family member, that oversees that care, um, okay. that has specific objectives of what needs to be done and making sure that someone is overseeing that. Um, and that's, I think, the, 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 that's one of the biggest gaps we have in, in elder care is um, securing, you know, uh, home care. There's a lot of people that don't want to come in because of, uh, you know, the, the, the price they're, um, excuse me, the salary that they're being paid. Um, yeah. There's some that don't speak English, and it's very hard for for elders, especially those that can't hear. Um, so there's there's a lot of um, op, not obstacles, but is, there's there's a lot of um, things that you need to really um, look at when you're trying to secure home care. Sure, um, and the insurance companies, I assume. Uh, Will reimburse? No. See, this is where no. Um, unfortunately, unless you have long-term care insurance, they will. Okay. They will. Yes, and that has to be. Uh, there has to be a reason. I think there has to be a medical reason for that. Okay. Um, but but there are. Um, people need to understand too. As a matter of fact, I just had a potential client call me the other day about um, their. Parents are, are uh, going to be on mass health, and, and once someone is on mass health, yeah. uh, there are options like senior care options, SCO, um, where I think you're eligible for like 39 hours a week uh, right. for home care. So you you have to have someone that could help you navigate that. 
Sure. Well, um, finally, uh, Gail, uh, I want to ask you a question about the role of luck, either good luck or bad luck. Has that played a, uh, a role in your career? I'll start with the bad luck. I think what launched me into this area was the decline, the quick decline of my dad. Sure. And then for me navigating um, this whole process. Um, and, and the good luck was having the skill to navigate, you know, and do it well and, 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 and help him uh, with the support that he needed. Um, and as a matter of fact, it was a, uh, a business coaching client that I, that I had and still have um, yeah. that uh, was a financial advisor. And she said, you need to go do this for other people. You know, and she was the one that put the bug in my ear, and that was back in 2008. And I, that's when I launched it, and that the good luck was that my, it was like my experience was preparing me for this, you know, sure. for this type of work. I commend you for being ready and prepared, uh, you know, for that opportunity when it, when it came about, you, but you actually created your own luck in that sense and uh that's that's terrific you don't hear uh many stories where up the personal side can be blended in with the with the business activity but uh i think that's the wonderful thing about your career uh so gail uh you have given us an insightful look into the field of elder advising and this is excellent advice to anyone who is considering a career uh, in this field. Once again, uh, on behalf of CareerPod, we thank you for your contribution. And thank you for having me, Gary. It's been a pleasure.